dishing up tasty morsels of tarot wisdom. Oracle Soup with your host, Katrina Wynn and Gina Thies, two saucy sisters, broadcasting from the magnificent Oregon coast and from deep in the heart of Texas. And inviting your questions about tarot, oracles, counseling skills, reading advice, and more. On Facebook, like our Oracle Soup page and share your wisdom. Soup is hot and it's ready to be served. Welcome to Oracle Soup and howdy. Howdy. This is Gina Beast here with my co-hostess with the mostest. Katrina Wynn. If you haven't visited our site in a while, we've updated our oraclesoup.org website. So things are better organized and just, I think, cleaner and clearer. And so... And responsive. And responsive. Yay! If you are looking for our site on your mobile device, you should be able to read everything now. So that's really cool. I've been testing it out on my phone, and I'm really liking what I see. So I'm really glad to be here, and I'm glad to have you here, Katrina. And also, our audience, I'm glad that you are here. I am so glad, too. In fact, this is a really cool thing. This this little time we've had, uh, we've added a lot of wonderful new doodads. For instance, one of the things we recently added was an actual YouTube video where Gina and I are in person. You can see us talking about Oracle Soup. So you can find that link under Meet the Co-Host. Right when you go to learn all about us, we welcome you to the site with a new video that you did such a wonderful job on. And I tried my best to do my reporter look there (laughs) and not bounce around. But it's a fantastic video, a live introduction to who we are. So it's really, really great. So, Ms. Gina, you had that wonderful new idea for doing doing a featured card, right? Yes. Since we are Oracle Soup and we do talk about tarot and other oracular tools and devices, we really wanted to have a little feature of an actual card. So we're going to do a feature card for the Oracle Soup podcast in which we are starting off with the chariot. So I think that's going to be really cool and you would really enjoy that. So speaking of the chariot, just want to go and say, what does the chariot mean? Well, the traditional meanings for the chariot come from, I'm going to say, from uh, the Golden Dawn background or even weight, because everybody had their, their, their kind of standard meanings. So it meant providence, also war. It meant triumph. It meant presumption, vengeance, victory, and sometimes trouble. I thought that was really interesting because the chariot doesn't, you may not associate with that sort of thing, but just in the, in sort of the traditional meanings, that was one of the meanings for it. And what do you look at and what do you see what comes up for you with the chariot in your readings? Well, including all the weight wisdom, which itself goes even further back, I believe that a modern interpretation of the chariot, at least the way I look at it from a very essence point of view, obviously it's a major arcana card. It's number seven. It's one of the few cards in the first selection, the one through seven, that doesn't actually have a role or a personality. So it's named after a thing, which is a vehicle. In essence, the chariot for me reminds me 
because I am the chariot, that I am a vehicle. And the question is, is who's behind the reins? And what is the power pulling that chariot? So when I'm looking at this, I look at it very deeply. And I think about the two horses or the two sphinxes pulling the chariot. And often they might represent my will and thy will working in tandem. Or they could possibly be uh, sort of a follow through from the six, the six being the lover's card. And whether these two characters are working as a team or working with congruence or whether they're split apart and not communicating with each other. So if the chariot doesn't have those two horses or sphinx working in tandem, then one's going to go off to the left, the other one's going to go off to the right, and that chariot's going to be left just spinning its wheels. So for me, the chariot is very much a visionary, backed by divine will, and with the congruence and the clarity of vision to really be able to move forward in a powerful and meaningful way. I like to look at some of the symbols in the Rider Waite uh, chariot card and just love the fact that there's so many different masculine and feminine um, symbolism in it. I think that this card should really not, I mean, it's it's the chariot, but I think it's in some decks they call it the charioteer um, or they have other names for it. But it, essentially it's trying to represent some sort of um, conquest or otherwise victory or accomplishment so a great card i think and a really great lead-in for what we're going to talk about that's right what we're going to be talking about speaking of those of us who travel some of us for instance travel to go to psychic fairs to do our art or maybe we just go down to the local coffee shop and and find a beautiful table in the corner or perhaps we go to other events where we bring our cards and our skill and we work with the public so we thought well that's a little bit like have cards We'll travel, right? <laughs> it's like, how do you take your toolkit on the road, much like the chariot, to be an agent of change in the world, as well as being changed by your environment? All right, so stay tuned. Thanks for tuning in to Oracle Soup. Pull up a chair and join Gina and Katrina for a bowl of warm and nourishing conversation. Coming up next. Welcome back to Oracle Soup, and we are raring to go here. We're going to be talking about your traveling toolkit. What do you need to take with you when you're going to be working with the public, perhaps at a party or at a, uh, could be a psychic fair. There's a variety of situations where we're not behind our computers or we're not working in the comfort of our home or our office, and we need to know what to take with us, don't we? Yes, absolutely. Both of us do a lot of outside events and special events and special occasions. And so we have certain things that we take. I know that I keep a travel kit, toolkit sort of together already that there are essential things that I know that I'm going to want to have with me as a traveling tarot reader. We've got a lot of teas in here tonight. I could tell you that. Uh, <laughs> so, um, what kind of toolkits are necessary for someone if you are not doing readings outside of an office or 
you know you want to get into reading professionally you maybe want to get into doing parties or events that are like at fairs or there's a number of things there's psychic fairs there's um, renaissance fairs there are just festivals of all sorts or just you know reading inside of a building where there are many many readers you know not necessarily outside now for me I essentially have decided I do so many of these things. I have a suitcase <laughs> that's ready to go. Uh, pretty much if I have to get booked for something immediately, I can just not even think about it. It's like that is packed. Occasionally I'll switch some things out depending on themes. A lot of times people will hire me and they want they have a theme for the party and so I try to match that so whether it's a luau or a Christmas party um, I did something that was recently they wanted kind of a Moroccan Spanish gypsy feel so um, you know have items decorative items that kind of match the theme for me what I typically have in my toolkit besides some of the other things that are obvious to what you want to set up um, I carry uh, tissue Never know when someone either for gets emotional or, you know, allergies or have a cold or something and you need tissues on hand. Um, I have a little box that's a little decorative box where I keep gum and mints. Not necessarily for me. Sometimes my mouth, I drink a lot of water. I'll get dry and sometimes it's just like really quick. But people like taking little treats. It's like a little treat thing. Um... I will sometimes have a spare bottle of water for myself because I just said I drink a lot of water, doing a lot of talking, going to get thirsty. Sometimes I don't have access uh, where I can take a break and get something, so it's just right there. Um, spare decks. Uh, sometimes, you know, using a deck over and over again, it could get pretty worn. Or some people, for variety purposes, they want a different theme. So sometimes, I, and I also use my decks as props. And sometimes people, something will appeal to a person and they want to get a reading with a specific deck. Another thing that I... Um, typically will have is something that is a distraction for children uh, sometimes people most times I'll do work events that are, are adult oriented sometimes people it's family events and they do have kids and they're sitting there and they want something to do and so I'll have I have I found like these little miniature playing card decks that are they were like I don't know a dollar and so I'll give that to them and they can actually keep because I just grabbed a ton of them or I'll have little squeezy toys or little figurines or something that um, they can you know if it gets lost or they're bored with them or whatever I don't have to worry about you can get these things at the dollar store and kids like to have something in their hands um, one of the other things I'll have is maybe um, uh, an, an, a different type of tool so mainly if I'm doing tarot readings I may grab a you know bring my runes or I might have an oracle book which is a really really cool thing or, or another type of deck that is um, something that depending on the person they would be able to relate to um, sometimes I'll add little um, tumbled stones to give them as takeaways too and um just so that there's like a little thing that they're receiving that they'll get reminded of the reading or that means something to take away from the reading. So what do you have? Well, in addition to all those wonderful things you just listed, I'm going <clears> to... <throat> 
start with some practical things. So for instance, one of the things we don't always know until we've signed up or registered for that event is do we need to bring our own table and chairs? So of course you want to have a table that's easy for you to transport. There's some really cool ones now that fold up in half with a handle, very lightweight. Also, you might need to bring your own chairs. So you want to think about what's comfortable, what can you sit on for several hours at a time. I usually bring this cushion I'm sitting on right now at my desk, which is very, very nice <laughs> all right really practical and then other things you, you want to continue to promote yourself so you want to make sure that you have some kind of signage that talks about who you are what kind of readings people can anticipate from you at that particular event definitely your business cards are out and available for people uh, any other promotional devices for instance promoting classes that you might be teaching in that area or webinars like i do and things like that now, it's so funny because by the time I've packed up my suitcase, sometimes I have to remind myself to bring my tarot cards. They seem like, oh, my gosh, I'm bringing all these doodads. And what about, you know, of course, I'm going to bring fabrics. I want a lot of variety of colored fabrics. Maybe I'll have a color theme. Could be on the table. Uh, could be on the chairs. I love draping fabrics on the chairs or around me. Sometimes I have large signage. But to make sure I bring my decks, I have this really cool bag I got years ago, uh, which is a very nice thick canvas bag but it's got all these pockets on the outside so what it does it has just the perfect size for bringing a variety of decks whether they be tarot or lenamon or oracle decks and then on the inside i'll have things like my scissors and my tape and all the additional things that are supplies that you just might need on the spot when you get there absolutely now, in addition to that water you were talking about, I bring food because if you're anything like me, I get so excited about reading, I'll forget to eat. Or maybe uh, my food needs might be so particular that I can't eat there or I don't have time to go off and eat. And so I like to bring my own food. And then the other little extra doodad is maybe bringing hand sanitizer. Even your uh, clients might want to use it because they've been around at different tables or, or, or touching other things at the event. And they may want to use it as well. So it's just a nice thing to have in one of those supplies that you're having. And just specifically, uh, sometimes uh, events may or may not allow candles, so be very sensitive to that. You can even have candle-looking things without them actually being lit. So you want to be very careful. LED candles, I use. I have those packed as well. Um, I also have um, different, like the little tiny LED lights, because some atmospheres are really, really dark, and you can't see your card. I just worked an event. The room was completely red. Do you know what your cards look like under red lighting? <laughs> yes, it's you know my deck was just completely just black, you know, and the lighter parts were red, and so completely consumed everything. So that's another reason why to have different decks because you may discover your decks don't show up in the darkened area. So lots of um, LED um, candles and lights because you're right about the fire. Now sometimes we can get away with it, sometimes we may not. So that's a very that, out of everything that was probably the most important thing. And your table, and your and your decks. I can't imagine. I mean, I've I always pack decks first, 
and throw them in my purse because I know I'm going to take my purse regardless. And so um, I, I have sets of decks that I have in my suitcase that I know are, you know, it's just the, the, the typical, your rider weight. And so it's like, it's there. I never take it out. But my, my, the ones that I know I love to use, I throw those in my purse with my money because I know I'm probably not going to forget those. <laughs> Speaking of money, I actually bring a little money belt with me. So if I need to go off and go to the restroom or something like that, I don't have to bring a big purse with me. I have just a really handy little safety thing for keeping the money in. It's just sort of a practical idea. And the other thing is, you know, sometimes you need to bring, I I would say, a camera or I like to bring my iPad because one of those additional services I like to offer to my clients is, hey, after the reading, I'm going to take a photograph of this and email it to you and that's a beautiful way of keeping an email address and keeping a connection with that client and putting them on your email or your newsletter list and when you bring that camera or that ipad also make sure you have backup batteries I also have a sign-up sheet, so when people show up, I write down what time they showed up and the length of reading they asked for, because we've talked about that before, the parameters of a reading, and how much they paid me, and also what form they paid me, cash or check number or credit card, and then I get their contact information. I usually do it at the beginning of the reading, because by the time we get to the end of the reading, oh my gosh, we're already in another space, and (laughs) I know sometimes they even forget to collect money. Well, yo, yeah. Well, you know, when uh, working for event planners, some of them because you're you're in a function where it's like these are the guests and they don't. It's it's not where it's like a fair and you're able to charge. The host or hostess is paying for the um, for you to be there, and so some planners are really particular about you getting or giving out information. One of the things I do is I do have a, a list because I get really busy and and here's the thing I don't know these people will sign up on the list so I leave it to them to tell me who they are or where they are on the list so always 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 I use I usually just have a name and the phone number in case it's like well maybe I can text you when it's your turn but most people are standing right there Um, I love the sign up sheet idea when you're you know and keeping all these details and getting their information I that's tell a business you, record yeah it, it, it really is so it, one of the things I do too um, I forgot business cards one time <laughs> recently <laughs> oh no yeah it's like I have oh I know I have some in my wallet I had one business card so having a little sheet, I also have like an acrylic where it says who I am and how to find me and people can get that. But what I did, very clever, I took that one business card and I taped it, you know, and it, well, kind of leaned it up against something. It was very like taped to the back, you, but it was like that was my little sign. And so everybody pretty much carries a, 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 a device with a camera on it now. So I just had people take a picture of the card. It was there. <laughs> so it's like when you're going through your phone, you're going to think, oh, I took this picture of where was I? Oh, if you're really into the business and promotional stuff, I started adding this. I actually take my business card and I put it next to the tarot or the oracle cards before the picture is taken. So when they go back and look at that picture, they go, oh, that's who I got that reading from. Right. Right, right. Uh, yeah, some people ask if you they can take the picture of the spread, and so that's a good idea to put that there. Some pe- some people.
people want you in the picture. Um, sometimes they ask, they want to take pictures with you. So it's always, you know, you're going to find it. One of the things I used to, because it, if, if I wasn't working with someone and it was just, you know, getting down to business, I would forget to take pictures of my setup. So when I wanted to repeat it again, it's like, oh, what did I do with this last time? You know, where did I right. have this last time? And so now I always uh, make sure to have someone take a picture of me, what I was wearing <laughs> and the whole, you know, it's, it, again, business records, stuff for your website, promotional things yes. you can put on your brochures. You may want to use it for your cards um, or whatever. There's a number of things you can do that for. So make sure to get lots yes. of pictures. And for that very purpose, I also tend to bring flowers for my table because it's all about staging and also setting a tone. And so I'll have flowers there and the flowers color-wise will match the other things that are going on. So, And now one last little thing I want to add, and this is especially if you're doing something where you're going to be there for several hours and you know you're going to be talking almost nonstop. And I'm not giving any medical advice, but I'll just tell you what I do is I bring propolis tincture and I uh, put it in the back of my throat. You don't want it to touch your teeth because it'll discolor them a little bit. But I actually use propolis in the back of my throat. Maybe there's other things that people use like lozenges and it really keeps my throat healthy. So I, I can do like, you know, 10 hour events, no problem. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, that's the life that I talk a lot anyway so I I just stay hydrated and it's about tone and uh, learning how to whether you know you have to throw your voice and things like that but yeah definitely protect your your voice health because it's you know it's the tool that you're uh, using and so Many of you may have some other suggestions or questions for us about what to do if you want to actually start pursuing getting into uh, doing large events. I will say that, you know, always a caveat, doing live readings in such a short amount of span of time, I mean, you know, in certain certain things you'll have blocked out times and, you know, where it's it's a set amount of time sometimes it's just like you're down with the fast and dirty and you've got you know five to eight minutes to do a reading so you need to really decide if that's something that you want to do but we have lots of experience with this sort of thing so reach out to us and you know if you need some advice or have questions around it yes and speaking of time having a visible timepiece so you and your client can stay within your prescribed agreed upon time period. And for those of us who wear glasses, <laughs> sometimes it's a good idea to have a backup pair. You just never know. Or four or five. <laughs> I'm just saying, uh, you know, I definitely with me, I can't see without my reading glasses. Um, and so I have I mean, I can show you right now how many pairs on the desk even. So <laughs> in my purse, there's always, or in the car, I always have spare glasses because she's right. I mean, I have fumbled looking for glasses. So when, <laughs> when it's come that time. So these are all really great things. Thank you so much for sharing what is practical. So again, like I said, reach out to us if you have questions around these sorts of things. Um, if you think maybe you want to start getting into um 
doing events. Katrina has wonderful, uh, inter- both of us do mentoring, um, and Katrina has a wonderful class for professional readers, people going into professionals. Um, and so, and I, I am in a walking encyclopedia when it comes to that sort of thing. I can talk your head off for two hours just on this one topic. So, lots easily. Of experience. Yes, it's something I enjoy doing. Again, I tell people it's not for everybody. If, you know, sometimes you don't have time to think about one of the other in your toolkit, a set of spreads that you know are the tried and true and what you could get through very quickly and seamlessly without having to go through the ins and out of let's you know what is this position going to mean hey yeah i'll do you one better miss gina i actually already have the spreads printed up as blank sheets and once my client and i determine what kind of reading might best support their concern or their issue i actually hand them the sheet of paper it's already got my contact information on it Mm -hmm. i put their name and the date and the location so they remember where that reading was and then they can just write down the cards as they show up and write additional notes i also remind people they can record their sessions so you know pull out that phone device or whatever and go ahead and audio record the session if you like And then also one more doodad thing to bring if you're really into making it special. I actually bring my own rug because I love that kind of homey feel. Of course, I'm a Taurus, can't help it. But I want people to feel at home. I want them to feel comfortable. I I do all kinds of beautiful things to my booth to really make it inviting for people. Yeah, and that's 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 working again. Different styles. I work events that are special occasion, and there's party. You know, people are partying and they're drinking, and they're, you know, it, it's. I don't want to give them too much to think about. There's no time, <laughs> so you know, I, you know, having the experience and doing this so much is just like I, you know, the, I love the idea of a little booklet or sheets that they can take to think about it. it pretty much what I do you may not have time for that sort of thing um, it's like you've got a line of people and you've got to get through them you might have up to 200 people waiting in line to get a reading so it's like you've got to churn through it nothing to think about um, for that uh, you know I kind of don't work with questions either so it's like I don't give them a chance to kind of sit there and go uh, tell me my future <laughs> you are going to work tomorrow how about that uh, <laughs> and that is another topic <laughs> it's a, it's a, I, I tell you this topic um is very extensive we could talk on and on and on about all of our experiences and what we do i mean katrina puts on the the the, the uh, big psychic fair at the Oregon Country Fair, so she's got experience with even you know deciding who gets to work these things. And- wow, you just covered so much. We both covered so much, and so I I'm hope you were even- taking notes, everybody. <laughs> and uh, if not, you can listen to the podcast again. That's the beauty of it. And we really thank you for hanging in there and being our kind of our oracle soup friends all right have tarot we'll travel and we are out thank you for spending time with us at oracle soup we invite your comments and topic suggestions on our facebook page also named oracle soup Be sure to visit our website, oraclesoup.wordpress.com, 
for hot new servings of our saucy talks, as well as past podcasts stored in our Oracle Soup Pantry. And visit our individual websites and learn more about our dynamic offerings. Katrina Wen at tarotcounseling.org. Counseling is spelled C-O-U-N-S-E-L-I-N-G. And .org is like Oregon. Gina Thies at tarotadvisor.com. Advisor spelled A-D-V-I-S-O-R. This podcast is intended only to provide a summary and general overview on matters of interest. It is not intended to be comprehensive, nor does it constitute legal advice or legal opinion. You should seek legal or other professional advice before acting or relying on any of the content. And thanks again for listening to Oracle Soup. Y'all come back now.